This is the Glow Up, where you get to become hotter, smarter, and more filled with self-love than ever before with your host, Amanda Mack. Hey babes, I am so happy you're here. Welcome to episode five of The Glow Up. This is Amanda Mack and I'm your host. Hello. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about self-worth, sabotage and our relationships with our bodies. This is something that is so, so close to my heart. Not only have I worked in the fitness industry for over a decade as a personal trainer, I have also worked as a model, I've competed in bikini comps, and I've also suffered massively, massively from uh, about the age of eight or so with my body image. Yes, yes, it did start that young. Yes, I did start to have issues with my body image from about the age of seven or eight. Unfortunately, being a girl in the society that we're living in, this is something that we have to deal with and something that I'm like, I'm sure that other mums are already aware of this. Um, I know I'm very, very aware of it with my daughter, Um, but it's something that does start that young, right? But before we begin, I just wanted to remind you that we have a private Facebook community for all of you lovely, beautiful glow up babes. It is called the glow up gang. The list, the link, the link, I can't talk again. The link is in the show notes and it is a beautiful community, which is filled with women who are all about improving their lives, lifting each other up and growing together. So this month, we're doing a nutrition challenge to reset our bodies before the silly season begins. And I would love, 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 love to have you in there. We're on day two right now. Um, And it's, it's totally free. The link's in the show notes. And it's just a beautiful community with beautiful women. So if you're looking to build some new relationships, just be surrounded by women who lift you up. Then it's the place that you want to be. Come and join us. Okay, let's begin. So self-worth, sabotage, and our relationships with our bodies. Phew. Let me start with a story. So when I was about seven or eight, like I said before, I had this friend um, and we were in primary school together and we were just like, we were just silly kids, like just living our lives, right? Um, And Jess, like she was just mentally like a little bit older than us. Um, I think probably came from having like an older sister that she was quite close to. And um, she one day just came to school and like, I don't, I don't don't even know what we were talking about, but she came to school and um, I was saying something about like, I don't know, I said like we were skinny or something. And she was like, oh my God, what are you talking about? We are not skinny. We are, we are all fat. We all need to lose weight, right? Which was insane because we were seven or eight. We were like very small kids um, and we're all very athletic. Used to spend like lunchtime playing footy, running around the oval. Like we just did not stop moving. Um, and that like it, that got in my head and it got me thinking like, what, why is she, why is she thinking this? What's going on here? Um, but I trusted this girl. I trusted her because she was my friend. And like, of course, we trust our friends when we were kids and we listened to them. And she was she seemed older and wiser. And so this kind of stuck with me. And I had this rhetoric in my head from about when I was seven or eight um, that I was fat. Right. And that like there was something wrong with me. So 
basically where this comes from is we're set up in our lives to fail. Um, whether it's by the fitness industry, whether it's by consumerism, whether it's by industries that profit off our pain, but also by ourselves and by our siblings, by our families. And it's like, it's not necessarily malicious. It's just the rhetoric that gets passed around in the world today. It's that we're not good enough, that um, we're not pretty enough. We're, we're always having to get better and to get better, we need to buy things or we need to eat less or we need to work out more. And it's always from a place of I am not enough right now as I am. Um, and I need to do something about it or I'm going to be miserable forever, right? So I remember being an early teenager um, and wanting to get into fitness. So I, I think I would have been about maybe like 13, 14 at this point. Um, and like I was already, I'd been doing competitive swimming and competitive horse riding and competitive skiing since as long as I could remember. Um but I, I just wanted to get into fitness. I was really intrigued by it. And I, I wanted to like start running and start working out. And I was like Googling different fitness goals because I didn't really understand what goals were. Um, and I just knew that I wanted to be fitter. So everything that I was Googling was telling me that I either needed to have a weight loss goal or a bulk up goal to get into fitness. And I thought, well, I don't want to be bulky. So a weight loss it is, I guess. Right. So then came the dieting. And the whole industry tells you that it's calories in, calories out, and it simplifies you down to a number. I just want you to know, I want you to know more than anything else, you are not just a number. You are not just a number on a scale. You are not just a number of calories you should be eating. You are not just like a set of macros that you need to be abiding by. You are so much more important and so much more complex than that. You are a fully complex human being who has been through things, seen through things, lived experiences, you, you are wonderful and you are so much more than that number, right? But the industry tries to reduce us down to that, tries to reduce us down to just that. So on top of that, this drives me bananas because calories in, calories out does not actually work long term. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it doesn't work long time. It, it works maybe once or twice, but our bodies are smarter and much more complex than that. So when you get into this very low calorie diet um, cycle, where it's all about restrict, 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 your body will eventually just start fighting back. The, the first few times that you do it, you'll lose weight and it'll work. And then like you'll gradually like go back to your old ways and the weight will go back up again. Um, and then eventually you'll try and restrict, restrict, restrict. And your body will just start fighting back against you. So just a few things that happen in this fighting back. One of them, your metabolism slows down. Another one, your thyroid hormones. So T2, T3, reverse T3. These all communicate with your brain. They'll start to like slow down, speed up and change things to encourage your body to put more weight on. This can lead to causing yourself massive issues with thyroid um, hormones. Um, and like long, long-term damage, then as well as that, your gut microbiome will literally change its composition to encourage you to eat more. And this will alter the signals that your stomach sends to your brain. So this can both happen from intense dieting, but can also happen from certain choices of foods that we're eating. So if we're having a lot of foods that um, are modified or are sweetened or are um, doing certain things to our bodies, it will increase the amount of certain amounts of um, 
bugs in your gut microbiome and throw it out of balance, which actually causes you to put on more weight and crave more food, um, crave more like carbier, sweeter, starchier foods. And then as well as that, I'm still going, your ghrelin and leptin, so the hungry and full hormones, they will start to dysregulate and not tell you that you're full so that you just always feel hungry no matter how much you eat. And this very quickly leads to binging behaviors. And so they're, they're just the beginning. Like I haven't even gotten into what happens with full-blown bro- full HPAT access dysregulation and what that can do with your body. So if you're interested in that, have a Google or send me a message and I can send you some more info on that. Um, some great podcasts on that as well. So there's, there's a lot of this stuff, right? We've only just started to learn about it. The fitness industry is only just starting to find out about it. Dietitians are only just starting to learn about gut microbiome. Like it is relatively new science. Um, it's probably only in the last like five, 10 years that we've actually started to look at the microbiome and started to look at what a massive impact that has on our body, right? So before that, we thought it was just really simple. We thought it was just calories in, calories out, and we didn't understand how much damage this was doing. But we also thought that margarine was a better choice, and we know that now that's not the case, and it's actually quite carcinogenic. We also thought that fat was the devil, and that you always just had to eat low carb, uh, sorry, low fat. And we know now that that's not true, that you do actually need saturated fat in a healthy diet, right? So like it's, it's a learning process. But the thing is, our bodies know better. Our bodies know better than this stuff. So even though we're just starting to learn about this stuff and that we had this misinformation in the past because we didn't know any better, now we do. And that there are people in the world who are so aggressive about other people's bodies and what they do with them that anytime someone tries to um, question or explain why the calories in, calories out whole philosophy doesn't work, they will yell at you and scream you down and tell you that you're wrong and just be so passionate about what someone wants to do with their body. Like if, if that is you and you find yourself attacking internet, like strangers on the internet over their, their choices in diet and their choices in what they're doing with their body. And like when someone tries to help someone out with, um, a whole situation of you don't have to restrict, restrict, restrict and starve yourself and you aren't doing something wrong. If you've ever found yourself being that keyboard warrior on the internet who starts yelling at someone and telling them they're wrong and they're just fat and lazy and going to stay there forever, probably just have a little look at your life and see what's going on for you because that is not normal behavior. But let me tell you, that has happened quite a few times and I'm just out here trying to help women improve their lives and feel better about themselves. So anyway, bit of a tangent. So I can tell you, from someone who has spent over a decade looking at this, working on this with other women, helping other women with their diets. I used to like at the very start of my fitness career, um, after I became a personal trainer, I also became, I worked for Firmwood Gyms and I worked for them as a food coach, right? So I used to like work with women on food stuff all the time from like the very beginning. So I've seen this from like day one working in this industry and I've, I've learned that being caught up in a diet culture of calories in, calories out just doesn't work in isolation. It's not the whole picture, right? So this brings me to sabotage. Binge eating, binge drinking, quitting on exercise programs, bailing out on ourselves and getting in a cycle of getting back on the bandwagon with restrictive diets, shakes, programs that remove all carbs or all fats from your diet and try and force your body into doing what you want it to do and not listening to any 
signals that it's giving you at all, like, you know, hunger or exhaustion or headaches. So we usually turn to these programs or regimens when we're feeling desperate, like nothing is working and we feel like shit because the world is telling us that we're shit for it not working for us. Okay. So to be totally honest with you, these things, they may work for a short time, but they don't work long term. They will never work long term. They are not made to work long term. They are made to suck you in, spit you out and suck you back in again. You will gain the weight back after stopping one of these things. And then you'll go, oh, okay, maybe that didn't work for me. And then blame yourself and blame your body and say that you weren't strong enough, that you didn't have enough willpower, that you didn't try hard enough. We make it all our fault and we beat ourselves up for trusting some dumb diet instead of trusting our bodies and what they're trying to tell us. And because that's that's what we're told to do, right? It's not your fault. It's like we were taught to do that. We aren't taught to trust ourselves. We aren't taught to listen to our bodies, to listen to our intuition. Instead, we're told that we are inherently fat and lazy and that we need to restrict, restrict, restrict because we can't be trusted to just relax, can't be trusted to just not eat the whole packet of Tim Tams that's sitting in the cupboard. But if you think about it, did it ever occur to you that if you had Tim Tams in the house, just to take that for an example, if you had them in the house at all times in abundance and you were allowed to eat them and it wasn't a big deal and you also had heaps of healthy, fresh, nutrient-dense foods that would pr- you would probably choose the latter like 95% of the time and you wouldn't binge on the Tim Tams because it just isn't a big deal anymore. The thing about binging, the thing about overeating, the thing about sabotaging with food is that this usually comes from two places. One is restriction. And two is that there's something deeper in there that we're not dealing with. And we're using food or drink to fill that emotional hole. So everyone has unresolved trauma or internalized stories about themselves to some extent. Everyone. And when we bury the stuff down and carry these feelings, they might be feelings of guilt or fear or shame or loneliness, inadequacy, It's very easy for us to use these as a way to comfort ourselves when this comes up. So you can look at the patterns and look at those stories and work through them and heal those beliefs. And those stories, when you let go of those stories, when you let go of those beliefs about yourself, then you can in turn let go of those sabotaging behaviors that you're using to protect yourself. So just working on the diet side of things and not working on the self-worth stuff That's not going to solve a recurrent and persistent weight problem. If you've had issues with your weight going up and down your whole life, then we need to often look at the self-worth stuff and the diet stuff actually just disappears along with it because you don't need to rely on that coping mechanism anymore. It feels like magic when the weight starts lifting off and you heal these things, but it's not magic, not really. It's dealing with your shit. It's healing yourself. It's expanding your self-worth. It's reparenting, loving, building our relationships with our bodies from the inside out. Because if you don't do this stuff, it won't matter if you are 50 kilos or 150 kilos, you still won't like what you see in the mirror. You still won't like who you are. You will still relapse into unhealthy coping mechanisms because the dieting is just a band-aid, right? And I've been here. There's nothing wrong with you for being there. I have 100% been in that place before. I have been 55 kilos and still feeling like I need to lose weight, even though I look like a skeleton. And then I have been 115 kilos after having my daughter and struggling to lose the weight that I gained from pregnancy 
pregnancy because my body was fighting back, right? And in neither situation was I happy with the way I looked. In neither situation did I feel like I was good enough, okay? And I took years to heal this stuff. It took me probably two years to really sort through that crap, to lose the weight, to work through that emotional stuff. But it doesn't need to take you that long. Like I was doing it on my own. I was figuring that out on my own, okay? So if that sounds like something that you need, I really encourage you to check out my eight-week total overhaul program. So it's an eight-week program, and I literally built that to deal with exactly those issues and compress what I had to learn over two years into eight weeks. So it's gotten some pretty amazing results for the clients who have done it and have gone through it so far. Um, I'll pop a link into the show notes. So if you want to check that out and not have to spend a lifetime dealing with this stuff anymore, then 100% jump in, have a look at that one. I would be so happy to help you out with that. All right. So last part of this, our relationship with our bodies. So at some path along our lives, we forgot that we are inherently good, whole and worthy beings. We forgot that we're good enough just because we exist and that our bodies are so smart and so intelligent and so wise that we have millions, millions, literally millions of years of evolution going into supporting our health and survival. Our bodies naturally want to thrive. They naturally want to be at optimal and perform well. Why? Well, because that ensures the survival of our species. Without that, humanity doesn't exist. So that is what evolution is geared towards. It's on a base biological level, we are built to thrive and reproduce, thrive and reproduce, right? So what is our body going to do? It's going to try and like keep us healthy so that we can make babies and continue our species. I'm, I'm not like trying to belittle you into just a baby making machine. I'm just explaining like that's, that's what our bodies do. That's what nature does. It wants to reproduce. So what got in the way of this, of us, our bodies doing this naturally and knowing what they needed well, engineered foods, sedentary lifestyles, toxins, chemicals, stresses, both mental and physical, that disrupt what our body is made to do naturally. So these things are a part of living in our modern world. They're a part of our society. And while it might be really nice, and I would love this, to just go off grid, live on a desert island or live out in the bush, um, isolate ourselves from the world. Like I would love to go just like no phone, go back to basics, have my own little farm. That, That would be amazing. But it's not really practical for most of us. So what can you do about it? You can make choices that work with your body instead of working against it. This this power is 100% in your hands. So you can choose to work with single ingredient foods and choose them based on whether they, um, this is actually a really good way of remembering this and deciding whether or not you should eat something, whether or not it's going to like work with your body. So does it fly in the sky, swim in the sea, grow in the ground or have a mother, right? So that, that covers pretty much everything, right? It's going to cover like birds, it's going to cover fish, it's going to cover fruit and vegetables, it's going to cover like nuts, seeds, um, if it has a mother, then it's going to be a mammal or like some other animal, right? So rather than buying engineered foods that might taste really good, but disrupt what your body is trying to do naturally, you can base the majority of your diet off these like single ingredient, more natural foods and work with your body instead, right? You can minimize your alcohol consumption. That's a great way of doing it. Um, 
or if you feel like you need to cut it out completely because it's like a bit of a sabotage issue for you or it's an emotional issue for you, then do that. Like the world is becoming more supportive of sober or sober curious people. There once was a time where um, if you said you were sober, everyone would just assume that you were an alcoholic and that there was something wrong with you. But it's now actually acceptable to be sober and to go into social situations right and like there's lots of communities that are actually built around that and support that so I frequently do no alcohol months to reset I do enjoy wine I do enjoy gin I do enjoy salsa so at other times I just make choices around them that feel in alignment with me so don't use alcohol to bury your feelings don't use food to bury your feelings heal that shit and then drink because you enjoy it in a social situation with people that you care about Please don't drink to tolerate a social situation though. If you couldn't be in that situation sober, if you couldn't tolerate it and feel good and enjoy yourself sober, then you need to have a long, hard think about whether or not you should be around those people at all. The people that we spend time with massively influence the way we spend our lives, what we do with our lives and what we get out of our lives as well as the people that we become, okay? So if if you're finding yourself in social situations and you need to drink just to get through it, then um, have a big, deep think about whether you should just maybe stay home instead and start making a new group of friends. Again, I've been there. Like the reason I can speak about that is because I've been through that experience and I've just had to shift my group of friends. I've had to shift the people that I'm around because I wasn't happy with the person I was becoming being around those people, all right? And then skincare. Skincare is a big one. And luckily it's becoming like a much more accessible one these days. So you can choose more natural products really easily now. It's becoming easier and easier to find natural skincare and makeup products that aren't endocrine disruptors. So I'm just trying to think of a couple of brands. They're escaping me right now, but there are so many brands on the market. Um, and you you can choose them. And then because when you're putting something on your skin, it's going to be absorbed into your skin. It's going to disrupt your hormones or it's going to be absolutely fine depending on the sort of products that you're choosing. Okay. That's, that's what endocrine disruptors are. Um, and then water. Water is an important one as well. Not only do we not drink enough water, but if you live in a heavily polluted area, maybe the water is not doing the best thing for your body right now. So in Australia, we're really lucky. Um, I know like I am in WA where I am, the water here is really great. When I was in Sydney, the water was not as good and, um, the toxins in it were making quite sick as well as the air there. I had really bad acne issues. It was just not good. And like massive weight issues in Sydney as well. So filtering water really helped me with that as well as changing to more natural makeups and more natural, um, skincare products that really did help. Um, so anything that you put in or on your body is going to influence your hormones, it's going to influence your weight, and it's going to influence your health. The good thing about that is that puts the control back in your hands, right? It's not a situation of calories in, calories out, oh, I feel like shit, there's something wrong with me, Um, I'm never going to be okay, this is all genetic and it's completely out of my control. It's not about that at all. Like, that's, that's not true at all. Like, if you think that your weight is down to just genetics and you're reducing yourself to that and you think that this is predestined to you, you're removing all the control from yourself and, like, you're just, like, succumbing to the waves of life. That's fuck that. No, 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 don't do that. No. 
Epigenetics is a thing. So epigenetics is how your body turns on and off certain gene sequences depending on your environment, okay? And it's a very heavily researched and very solidly founded field. Epigenetics is a thing, all right? It's self-determination. You are the one in charge. You are so effing powerful. You are so worthy. You are so in control. It's just up to you to do the work to look after yourself, to undo the BS stories, to look after your body so that it has the best chance of looking after you. The same goes with your mind. The same goes with your friendships, your relationships, the way you treat yourself and the way you treat others, the way you let people treat you. At the end of the day, the way you feel and what you are consuming all adds up and all impacts your body. It all impacts your weight. It all impacts your self-esteem. Okay. It all adds up. Weight loss isn't hard, but it also isn't just a calories in calories out situation. Okay. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. You don't have to feel like shit. You don't have to. All right. You are more than a number and you can lose the weight if you want to. You can heal yourself. You can glow up. It's an inside job though. And always remember that you are more complex and more important than a stupid arbitrary calculation. All right. This was a very passionate one today. This is something I'm sure you can tell I feel very deeply about. I've had a lot of experience in. So I love you. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find me at, uh, on Instagram at it's underscore Amanda Mac, or you can join the glow up gang on Facebook. I would love to have you there. Um, and I will put the details of the eight week total overhaul in the show notes and I cannot wait to meet you, my loves. All right. You have a beautiful day. All the love in the world. Goodbye.